The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Podcast with your host, Larry Lease. Come join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood films and news. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Cinema Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the top ten in movies and TV. This week we're going my ten worst TV finales. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex, for sponsoring this episode. Poddex is the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or to gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, let the content roll. You can get yours today at poddex.com and use promo code CINEMAGOLD for 10% off your order. And now let's get into the worst series finales in TV history. When a popular show nears its ending after several seasons of careful plotting and layered character arcs, it can be intimidating to figure out how to stick the landing perfectly without letting loyal fans down. Some shows manage to tie up plot lines neatly and in a satisfying way, leaving viewers happy with how their favorite characters say goodbye. Others completely botch their grand finishes, leaving audiences screaming and furious as they watch their universes they love get brought down by bad writing, sloppy execution, and inconsistent character development. Over the years, TV fans have seen so many classic shows come and go. While some have stuck their landings spectacularly, others have floundered, working against sky-high expectations and ultimately not delivering on years of potential. From big-budget fantasies to intimate period dramas to comedies, here are some finales that I believe were among the worst. Number 10, We Got Lost. 
was created by J.J. Abrams after the success of his previous ABC hit Alias. This interesting drama told the heightened story of plane crash survivors stuck on a remote and mysterious island. As if being stranded wasn't a big enough problem, the passengers of Oceanic Flight 815 encounter plenty of weird issues on the island. From polar bears to smoke monsters to weird coincidences, Lost is still consistently ranked as one of the best shows on t- of all time, and continues to be rewatchable. As all the new viewers search for clues and Easter eggs throughout every episode. But let's continue. And number nine is Dexter. This is a show I kind of watched really late into the, the popularity of it. It was based on a series of novels by Jeff Lindsay. Dexter told the dark and occasionally amusing story of Dexter Morgan, who works as a forensic scientist in Miami by day and hunts down criminals at night. Leading a double life as a serial killer determined to channel his worst impulses in a way that provides justice rather than senseless carnage. Throughout the series, Dexter tries and usually fails to save his loved ones from other, even worse killers. Even though the first four seasons were incredibly well received, and I actually thought they were pretty good, the quality started to slip in the later seasons with the sixth and eighth season getting the worst reviews of all. I've even been told by friends to skip those seasons specifically. With such a rocky road to the conclusion, fans were uneasy going into the series finale. They ended up being proven exactly right. After dumping his beloved sister's body in the ocean like trash, Dexter leaves his son with his girlfriend, another serial killer, allowing them to abandon Abscon to Buenos Aires before driving a boat into a CGI hurricane. On later resurfaced as a heavily bearded lumberjack in Oregon after faking his death. After eight seasons spent rooting for Dexter, though, even his worst moments, this ending couldn't have been more disappointing, completely abandoning the question of whether or not Dexter would get caught or get away with his crimes. And at number eight is How I Met Your Mother. The ending of a show called How I Met Your Mother should have been pretty straightforward. You would assume. The series, told in voiceover by an older version of its protagonist, Ted Mosby, tells the story of how he met his children's mother to both of his kids as well as to viewers. A long story, nine seasons to be exact, winds through anecdotes about his friends, his career, and the other women he meets along the way. The mother, whose name is eventually revealed to be Tracy, is the perfect partner for Ted. But unfortunately, they don't get their happy ending. After a frustrating final season that focused entirely on a three-day span, the finale provided unsatisfying endings for just about every character. But in the first half hour, the couple whose wedding took up the entire last season, Robin and Barney, part ways, and the latter becomes a changed man once he has a daughter. None of Ted's friends really get an ending that honors their entire story. But worst of all, the mother is killed off in a silent montage, just so that Ted and Robin can get back together. And next on the list is Game of Thrones. After eight seasons of everything from political intrigue, to full-on warfare from fantastical locations, to ice zombies and dragons. Game of Thrones became a popular or a pop culture phenomenon, earning dozens of awards, 
heaps of praises and smashing records and everything from Emmy nominations to viewers. Despite plenty of other subplots, the real question came down to which character would end up sitting on the Iron Throne. Fans around the world were anxious to see who would reign over the Seven Kingdoms with fierce contenders, which I'm not going to be able to say half these names, Jon Snow, Cersei Lannister, Sansa Stark, as well as Amelia Clark's character vying for control. In the end, nobody actually gets the throne, which gets barbecued by a vengeful dragon. After Jon stabs Amelia Clark's character for the good of the realm, a newly elected leader of the Seven Kingdoms ends up being Bran Stark. An unexpected choice thanks to his lack of qualifications in young age. Aaron Un underwhelming finale with a disastrous final season, which half of the show's character development and world building was thrown out as the creators race to the finish line, you get a pretty terrible ending to one of the biggest shows of all time. Next on the list is Gossip Girl. Yeah, I admit I watched this. It was an over-the-top look at the lifestyle of New York's most privileged and pampered teenagers. It was a CW's adaptation of the popular young adult book series Gossip Girl. It posed an important question. Who is the Gossip Girl and why was she so determined to take down a very specific group of high schoolers? Running an anonymous blog, Gossip Girl spends years tormenting beautiful, super-rich teens like Serena Vander Woodson and Blair Waldorf without ever revealing her identity or true goals. As the show progressed over six seasons, it certainly started to go off the rails. And after an uneven and overly dramatic final season, the show finally revealed the identity of Gossip Girl. Turns out that it wasn't even a girl, Dan Humphrey. The ultimate outsider from Brooklyn had been pulling the strings all along. All the characters seemed relatively fine with the fact that their closest friend had been cyberbullying them for years. In Gossip Girl's most frequent victim, Serena, even marries her bully. The creators admitted that this hasty and unbelievable game plan was changed partway through the series, when fans figured out the original intentions. And next on the list is House of Cards. Yeah, you knew you were going to have problems when Kevin Spacey did his thing and was forced out. One of Netflix's most popular original series, House of Cards, was a groundbreaking series upon its release. With a pilot directed by David Fincher and a cast that included Kevin Spacey, Robin White, Wright, Kate Mara, Michael Kelly, and others, the show focused on the dark underbelly of American politics, specifically current concerning the underhanded machinations of Frank Underwood and his very own Lady Macbeth, Claire Underwood. As the series progressed, the two literally killed to gain and maintain power. And despite being passed over for Secretary of State at the series' beginning, Frank becomes president, and ultimately so does Claire. Spacey, however, was hastily written out of the show after serious allegations broke about his history of sexual misconduct. At the start of the show's sixth and final season, audiences were told that Frank had died, leaving Claire to assume mantle as the show's lead. Despite a formidable performance from a talented actress like Wright, the show had just clearly run out of steam, and the, fin the finale finds her in a showdown with Stamper, who admits to poisoning Frank before attempting to kill Claire, 
who wins the battle and watches as he bleeds out in the Oval Office. In the wake of Spacey's exit, it's disappointing that it ended with an underwhelming twist. And next on the list for the worst TV finale is Seinfeld. The ever-popular show about nothing, Seinfeld starred stand-up comedian Jerry Seinfeld in a non-biographical role. Despite playing a comedian named Jerry Seinfeld, the character bears little resemblance to the real Seinfeld. Focused on Jerry's life in New York alongside his friends Elaine, George, and Kramer, the show shines a spotlight on the smallest details of everyday life, pointing out relatable but seldom discussed mundanes. Holidays like Festivus, terms like regifter, low talker, and close talker, catch phrases like no soup for you, have firmly remained in the cultural lexicon since the show's end. In 1998, thanks to streaming, it continues to find new life with new generation of fans. One of the best things about Seinfeld was its complete lack of morals. Each one of the four main characters was at heart. He's selfish and generally a pretty bad person, drifting through the series, committing petty social offenses without a second thought. However, in the finale, the four are arrested for breaking a good Samaritan law and end up standing trial for every rude or weird thing they've ever done, sending a fairly muddled message and making the entire thing into a bizarre fable about being a good person, despite everything that had been happening throughout its nine-season run. And next on the list is Roseanne. Roseanne had two lives on TV thanks to a short-lived revival in 2018. However, it was shifted to the Connors after Roseanne Barr went on a racist Twitter rant in that same year. The original series was one of the most beloved sitcoms during its 88 to 97 run. Is consistently praised for its down-to-earth and realistic portrayal of a blue-collar family. The sitcom starred Barr, alongside John Goodman, Sarah Gilbert, Laurie Metcalf, telling the day-to-day stories of the Connor family as they dealt raising teenagers and what it's like when both parents work outside the home. During the ninth and final season of the original series, things seemed to be going pretty well for the Connor family. Dan survived a heart attack. From the previous season, Roseanne's sis- sister, Jackie, found love, and the Connor family wins a lottery, earning them millions of dollars. However, it turns out this was all a made-up story written by Roseanne to cope with trauma, since Dan is actually dead, Jackie's alone, and struggling with her sexuality. And the family's financial situation is still bad. This twist, completely ignored by the eventual revival, stripped the show of the warmth and humor that characterized the rest of the series and left fans confused, angry, and shocked, giving the darkest possible ending to what had been an uplifting and relatable family sitcom. I can't believe I watched this one either, but next on the list is True Blood. Alan Ball may have provided a perfect ending for Six Feet Under, Definitely a good show worth watching. But he dropped the ball when it came to time for his next hit series, True Blood. He 
Ober Heighton Camp Fest set in the fictional town of Bon Temps, Louisiana. Imagines a world where vampires are real and figuring out how to live among humans without killing them, thanks to the recent invention of synthetic true blood. However, some are still dangerous, and as an added complication, vampire blood is a potent hallucinogenic for humans so that two sides remain at an impasse. Amidst all of this, a local waitress and telepath, Suki, falls in love with a peaceful vampire named Bill Compton, which offers up plenty of complications. True Blood, despite using the pro-vampire movement as a fairly overt analogy for real-world civil rights struggles, always trafficked in the absurd. For seven seasons, fan enjoyed the parade of fairies, werewolves, werepanthers, and I can't even remember how to say this, but even Minots, making the lackluster finale even more frustrating. After putting Suki in the midst of several love triangles throughout the show, she ends up with a never-seen husband rather than any of her previous love interests, while everyone else basically gets a happy ending. For a show that provided a fun ride, fans were furious at the way the finale fizzled, and it's pretty hard to blame them. And finally, number one for my worst TV finales was Scrubs. Led by Zach Braff, who starred as Dr. John J.D. Doreen, Scrubs focused on a group of medical interns making their way through residency and struggling with annoying bosses and tough cases as they grow from scared, meek interns to full-fledged doctors. Alongside Braff, audiences fell in love with characters like his outgoing best friend Turk, Turk's wife, Carla, J.D.'s best friend and off-again-on-again love interest, Elliot Reed, and J.D.'s perpetually pissed-off mentor, Dr. Cox. The show told their stories through heightened fantasy sequences as well as more grounded moments that made for a well-rounded comedy. The last few seasons, however, were just by a network switch, and when Scrubs made the leap from NBC to ABC, the show dipped in quality and aired a season finale during season 8, even though it reappeared with an entirely new cast of interns for another full season, airing one more finale. Thanks to the fact that actors like Braff, Faison, and Chalk were absent from the bulk of the final two seasons, and creator Bill Lawrence seemed hesitant to revive it for a ninth season, Scrubs had not one, but two disappointing finales, neither of which did justice to the entire season. Let us know your thoughts about these ten worst finales. What do you think was the worst? Do you disagree with any of my picks? Uh, let us know in the comment section below. And please do hit that like button, or the thumbs up button, and please do uh, subscribe to this channel for more content. And we'll see you. Thanks for watching Cinema Gold Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold 2. Become a patron on our Patreon at patreon.com slash cinema gold. Send us a voice message and be featured on an upcoming episode through anchor.fm slash cinema gold. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.